Did you know that diabetes is a lifestyle disease that's treated with medication? Huge mismatch, right? Well, in this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast, we're gonna explain the link between toxicity, obesity, and diabetes. Let's do this. Here are the disgusting stats that should upset you the way that it upsets me. One out of three women are diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime, and one out of two men are diagnosed with cancer during their lifetime. At least 60% of Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic. It's predicted that by the year 2032, which is not that far away from now, it's predicted that one in two children will be born on the autism spectrum. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate one billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Today's episode is near and dear to my heart and you'll hear about that in my story and and my father. We're gonna discuss obesity, diabetes, toxicity. We're gonna discuss inflammation and why your lab work might look good, but you just don't feel well. You struggle to get results on keto, on fasting. What is the link here? Turns out it's inflammation, but there's the number one cause here of inflammation and weight loss resistance and weight gain, which I'm going to discuss. I wanna prepare you here because this episode is going to be controversial and it's going to really alarm you when I start sharing some of the the stats out there when it comes to diabetes and cancer and autism and disease in general. And I want you to fact check me. I want you to look up the studies. I'll put links and resources for you down below. But this is gonna be a powerful episode for you. And if you know anybody who has cancer, diabetes, they're overweight, they're obese, You gotta share this with them. This could save their life. It could change the direction of their path so they could be here on planet Earth much longer just by you sharing an episode like this. So even if you do not have diabetes, you're gonna get value from this because what we're gonna talk about here is inflammation. And inflammation is linked to every single disease, every single symptom out there in the world. And I'm gonna explain to you the number one cause of inflammation. Hint, it's not even sugar. It's not carbs, it's not even dirty keto. Yes, all that contributes to inflammation, but there's something out there that's even worse. So before I get into this life-changing episode, which I really believe it's gonna change many, many lives, I wanna take this minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. Kimberly K. from Colorado wrote, amazing thank you as the headline, which is a five, and she gave a five-star review. Here's what she wrote. Ben, I first heard you during the Quit Sugar Summit. I have to say I'm a huge fan. 
In such a short amount of time, I have learned so much from you. Thank you for all the educating you do. The world is in such need of this. I am listening to your podcast and learning so much. Oh, Kimberly, I love that you found me on the Quit Sugar Summit. What an amazing summit that was. If you haven't go, gone and watched that summit, it's available to you. I'll put a link for that in the show notes. But the Quit Sugar Summit was talking about addiction, sugar addiction, other addictions. And I was blessed to be a part of that. So Kimberly, I'm so grateful that my interview resonated with you so much. I'm also so grateful that you took the opportunity to leave the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and a review. It really does help the show grow. It is the lifeline and oxygen of the show. Hey, if you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcast, this is your opportunity to do so. It really does help, as I mentioned, but also I want to give you an ethical bribe. And for anybody who leaves the show a rating and review on Apple Podcast, take a screenshot of that and then submit that to support at ketocamp.com, camp with the K, support at ketocamp.com with the screenshot of your review, and we will reply with a PDF download of my KetoFlex cookbook, which retails for $21. There's 21 fat-burning keto recipes, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You'll get it for free just for leaving the Keto Camp podcast a rating and review. So take a screenshot, send that to support at ketocamp.com, and you'll get an immediate download link for that cookbook. Okay, let's get into this life-changing episode of the Keto Camp podcast. What I want you to do is this. Hopefully you're not driving. But if you've ever been affected by cancer or heart disease, I want you to raise your right hand right now. I'm raising mine right now. I would imagine that 90% at least of you right now have your right hand raised. You could drop that back down. Are we designed for disease? Are we destined for sickness? No. As a matter of fact, we are not. Then why are the stats as such? And this is according to the CDC and also cancer.org. Here are the disgusting st stats that should upset you the way that it upsets me. One out of three women are diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. And one out of two men are diagnosed with cancer during their lifetime. At least 60%, 60% of Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic. It's predicted that by the year 2032, which is not that far away from now, it's predicted that one in two children will be born on the autism spectrum. I couldn't believe that stat. I could have not believed that stat when I read it. Just think about that for a second. One in two children born on the autism spectrum. If that is the case, how would we even have a functioning society? Because either you're going to be born autistic or you're going to be taking care of somebody who's autistic. How could we have a police force? How could we have any sort of organization, a government? So we are headed down a bad path. And there was an article, speaking of diabetes, that came out in 2013, right? That was eight years ago, and it's gotten worse. This article showed that diabetes kills one person every six seconds. Another stat is that 150,000 people die every single day. We are not designed for sickness. I believe you have access right now to the world's greatest physician, the world's greatest healer, 
And that is called your innate intelligence. The innate intelligence is doing the job for you. What we need to do, your goal is to, number one, identify interference. Number two, remove interference. And number three, let your body heal. Because I believe you are a masterpiece. Why? Because you are a piece of the master. We were designed to live way past 100 years old. We were not designed for sickness. We were designed to thrive. But it's all about removing interference. Personally, diabetes really is near and dear to my heart because I don't know if you're really familiar with my story. I don't speak about it a lot on the podcast. But for me, I was obese for most of my life. I went through a health transformation back in 2008. I lost, I went from 250 pounds down to 170 pounds. I went from 34% body fat down to 6% body fat, size 38 waist to size 30. And uh, that was my transformation. And I, that what started me off in the health journey, became a personal trainer, a certified health coach, a CrossFit owner. But it wasn't until 2013 that I took health and teaching health from a hobby to a purpose. And that's when I got a phone call from my father, Sirius Azadi, who immigrated here from Iran with my mom, Hadi Azadi. And the phone call was as such. My dad was letting me know that he had really bad neuropathy. He had type 2 diabetes, which I explained 60% of Americans are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. My dad fell into that category. He followed a standard American diet, aka a stupid American diet, and he developed diabetes. And I didn't really understand the disease growing up. I didn't understand as an, as an uh, adult as well. So he called me, my dad called me and said you're, that he had very difficult time walking to the bathroom. He had really bad nerve pain, which is diabetic neuropathy. It's very common. So me and my mom picked him up. We took, them, we took him to the hospital here in Miami Beach, Florida, Mount Sinai, Mount Sinai Medical Center, which is where I was born, by the way. And my dad was so stressed out in the hospital thinking about the possibility of getting his feet amputated because that is the next step as what happens is you might get an infection that could spread to the rest of your body from the diabetic neuropathy. There's not blood flow. There's not any kind of um, repair going on there and it could be dangerous. It could be life-threatening. So what they do to prevent the body from dying is they'll just cut off the infection, cut off the foot. And my dad knew this. He knew that it was it could be a possibility that this could happen. So in the hospital that night, my dad suffered a massive stroke, which left him with the inability to speak, and his entire right side of his body was paralyzed. And I remember just being so confused. Why did this just happen? We took my dad to the hospital, and he just got worse. And that was the beginning of the end for my dad. He was transferred to a hospice nurse, a hospice care. And I would visit my dad back then every week, multiple times a week. I remember just playing music for him, consoling him. He couldn't speak to me, but I could speak to him. And I did this for about nine, 10 months. And it was the most difficult nine, 10 months of my life. As every week I visited him, he looked worse. His body was shrinking before my eyes. And it was very challenging to see that. And if you ever lost a loved one, or maybe you're going through this right now, uh, you know how difficult it is to see that someone you love go through such pain and, and hopelessness. So I remember it was August 11th, a Monday night, 2014. I went to go visit my dad, like I 
was doing. And he was in the worst shape ever. He was throwing up on himself. He was convulsing. He was shaking. It was very difficult to see my dad like that. And I remember just looking at him being so hopeless and helpless. And all I wanted to do was for him to stop suffer. I, I wanted him his suffering to stop. So they cleaned him up that night. I walked up to him, kissed him on the forehead, looked at him in the eyes and told him how much I loved him. And he was looking right back at me. And I, and I told him that he's always going to be my dad. I'm always going to be his son. I told him the words. I said the words, hasta la vista, baby, which was from the movie Terminator. He used to always say to me when he said goodbye. So I said it to him, kissed him on the forehead, wa uh, walked out of the room, drove home crying, got home, cried all night. And I prayed that night. I prayed. I said the same prayer that I said every night for weeks and months, which was to just please end my father's suffering. He has suffered enough. And I went to bed. The next day, around noon, less than 24 hours after that, I see a phone call on my cell phone. And it's from the hospital. It's from the hospice. I pick it up. And it's my father's nurse letting me know that my dad, he stopped breathing that morning. And they attempted to resuscitate him, but to no avail. They couldn't do it. And I remember just sitting there on the couch, my dog Ziggy staring at me. And th it was just a wave of emotions. You know, part of me was very relieved. And I took comfort and solace in the fact that my dad is no longer in pain. I no longer have to see him like that. But the other part of me was just so destroyed and distraught. And it was just, it was very difficult that moment was very, very challenging. And I, re I remember my mom didn't know that my dad passed and I didn't want to tell her over the phone. So I remember driving to my mom's job, her workplace, and taking her outside and and letting her know that he's, he, he passed away. And she was, she was, she was distraught as well. And it was a very difficult time for me. And that's what really sparked my, my journey. It, it was a pain that triggered a purpose and then a promise. But I wanted to know. I, I followed what the doctors told me to do, allopathic medicine. They told me to for my dad to eat this, not that, take his meds, take his insulin, and he got worse. Why? Why do we have this epidemic of not just diabetes, but obesity and a whole host of symptoms? Why? I started to ask why and why and why. And that was in 2014. Now you fast forward now to this time of recording, 2021. I have put out three best-selling books. I have spoken on stages all across the world. We have this podcast, the Keto Camp Podcast, which is the top 15 podcast. We have our YouTube channel, which has over 117,000 subscribers. We have been represented in 111 countries. The reason I'm sharing this is because I know and I understand that the information that I share with you all the time that I'm going to share with you today on this episode, it's the same information that would have saved my father's life. He, could, he would be here today if I would have applied this with him. But I also know that I was given that mountain so I could show the world that this mountain can be moved. If you are going through something like this, diabetes, cancer, if you know somebody, it's all about interference. There is something interfering with your body. There is something causing inflammation, which is leading to symptoms. Nobody dies from diabetes. My dad didn't die from diabetes. He died from the degeneration of that disease, the 
cancer, the kidney failure, the heart disease. It's what diabetes is linked to and, and, and what diabetes grows to that causes the death. But the, the problem is this. Conventional wisdom does not acknowledge cause and effect. They just were treating the symptom, which didn't work, and it does not work. Einstein said, intellectuals solve problems, geniuses prevent them. So I want to empower you here on this episode, and I always want to empower you to be a genius, to be a free thinker. And what I'm going to share with you goes against conventional norm. It goes against conventional wisdom. And the analogy that I give, I learned from my colleague, Dr. Jason Fung, is the analogy from the TV show Seinfeld. When you think about Seinfeld, you have this character, which, so Seinfeld was a popular sitcom in the 90s in, the, uh, in America. You think about this character in, on there called, his name is George Costanza. And there was an episode where George Costanza, he was always getting crappy results, unhealthy, unhappy, he was broke. And he had the idea in this one episode to do everything opposite of what he had been doing up until that point. So, for example, he would walk up to a girl in the bar or at the restaurant, and instead of, you know, lying to her and saying he's all this hot shot, he would just say, hey, I'm George Costanza, I'm bald, I'm broke, I live with my mom. (laughs) And she would pull up the chair and say, hey, let's chat. And he started to do this, and everything in his life improved. So what I'm telling you is to look at what the government promotes. Look at what mainstream media promotes. Look at the headlines of these articles on your Facebook feed, do the exact opposite, the Costanza effect, George Costanza effect, and you'll be down the right path. Because be careful, when you follow the masses, sometimes the M is silent. And when you follow the sheep, you're going to end up stepping in crap. When you go to the Diabetes Association website, I remember going on there when my dad had diabetes. It said, you cannot reverse diabetes. It is a progressive and chronic disease, but we could manage it so you have a good life. That's not true. I've seen many members inside of my Keto Camp Academy get off insulin, get off their medication, sometimes within 60 days because they remove the interference, they allow the body to heal. Now, what if I told you this? What if I told you that the same food that is fed to cancer patients in the hospital getting chemotherapy is the same food that contributes to cancer growth. What if I told you that more people die with heart disease, heart attack, strokes, with normal to low cholesterol than with high cholesterol? These are all facts, and it goes again, it flies in the face of conventional wisdom, conventional norm. I want to briefly take a break here and let you know about my favorite coffee in the world. Look, I'm a coffee snob for good reasons because the right coffee source can be healing to the body, can reduce inflammation, and result in weight loss. The wrong coffee beans could actually increase inflammation, cause weight loss resistance, and sabotage your keto results. There was a recent study in the Canadian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology that showed caffeine intake from coffee beans could actually increase fatty acid production and help the participants produce more ketones. Most coffee beans are loaded with pesticides and contaminants and even mold. This is why I love my friends over at Purity Coffee. Hands down, the best coffee beans I have ever tried. I have my delicious cup of Purity Coffee in the morning with some grass-fed ghee and MCT oil, and it turns my brain right on and helps my body produce ketones. 
Purity Coffee is organic, pesticide-free. These beans are specialty grade, and you could get this coffee shipped straight to your door in nitrogen-flushed bags, roastery fresh. Since you are a listener to the Keto Camp Podcast, we have worked out an exclusive coupon code for you to check out Purity Coffee. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use Keto Camp at checkout to get 10% off your order. Again, that is www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout for 10% off your bag of coffee beans. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. So what exactly is diabetes? Well, it is a result of the beta cells in the pancreas. And by the way, I'm referring to type 2 diabetes here. That's what we're talking about in today's discussion. Now, it could be relevant to type 1, but there's no research or evidence that shows you could reverse type 1 diabetes, at least not yet. They found some evidence in, in mice models that they regenerated the beta cells in the pancreas, but we haven't seen it in humans yet. So for today's conversation and topic, it's primarily being applied to type 2 diabetes. I wanted to make that clear. But when you think about diabetes, it's a result of the beta cells in the pancreas getting exhausted. Because how it works is this. We eat food. We convert that food into glucose, and that's called glycogen. These are strings of sugar, so it elevates the sugars in the bloodstream. Now, the body has a very tightly regulated control system for glucose. Anything that is elevated causes inflammation. It causes the rusting. Like Think of a a car that's being rusted. That's what's happening. It it creates these glycation end products, which is oxidation. So whenever I say inflammation and oxidation, think of a car that's rusting. So when you have too much glucose, it's very sticky and it could rust your cells, if you will. So when you have, when you're spiking glucose and insulin too much, this could create the problem. So insulin, let's talk about insulin real quick. Insulin is not the bad guy. Okay, insulin is actually a beautiful thing. If we didn't have insulin, we wouldn't exist today. It's actually a survival mechanism, and I believe God didn't make mistakes, and insulin is part of the human body. But it's when you, we call insulin all the time that we start to become insulin resistant. So I want to just break this down real quick, and then I'm going to get into the number one cause of what I believe is causing symptoms like diabetes and other things, weight loss resistance. So When we eat the food, we raise glucose, and then the beta cells are stimulated to produce insulin. The insulin troops get called, and they take the glucose, the elevated glucose, out of the bloodstream and start delivering it to your cells. You have 70 trillion cells in your body. There's these receptor sites, insulin receptor sites that sit on the cells. And then it, if you will, unlocks the receptor site, pushes the glucose in, and now the glucose in the bloodstream is back down to normal levels. That's totally fine. That's totally healthy until this happens too often. You see, the pancreas is designed to produce this phase one insulin response about two times per day. You think about the average American, they're eating 17 to 23 times per day. I know that sounds like it's made up. I know it sounds crazy, but I want you to think about it because it's true. Here's how it's true. Think about the handful of almonds, the chips, the coffee with sugar as they sip throughout the morning hours. Think about the kombucha, the yogurt. Anytime you raise glucose and insulin, you are that's a meal to the body. And the average person is doing that 17 to 23 times per day. Now, today's conversation 
is not going to get too much into keto and fasting. Now, keto and fasting absolutely are two powerful tools to keep glucose and insulin down, repair the body, reduce inflammation, and heal the beta cells, and actually reverse things like type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance. I gave you some examples of some of the keto camp members who have done that. Shannon is one of them, and there's a few others. So why is keto and fasting so helpful? Well, the analogy I'm going to give you is another one from the brilliant Dr. Fung. He has some of the best analogies. He's been on the show a couple times. If you haven't listened to that, those episodes, you got to listen to it. But when you are insulin resistant, when you have diabetes, when you're obese, it's like you listening to loud music every single day. What happens? You're going to go deaf and you're going to have to increase the volume more just to get the same effect. Same thing with your glucose. When you have too much glucose, you're going to need more insulin and then you're going to keep shuttling the insulin into the cells and it's going to become resistant to it. So you got to get more glucose or eat more food and then you got to stimulate, I shouldn't say eat more food. Your pancreas needs to stimulate more insulin just to do the job of getting it into the cell more efficiently because these cell receptor sites are getting deaf to the screams of insulin, similar to your ears getting deaf to the loud music that you're playing. So the goal is to dial down the music and you could do that with healthy keto, keto, keto flexing, intermittent fasting, the way that I teach it to you on the podcast and I have my step-by-step system in the academy, but it turns out that's not enough. The perfect diet will not get you well today, but you can't get well without the perfect diet today. There is a missing piece. There is a number one cause here that I estimate is the the cause of 33% of obesity, diabetes, and um, weight loss resistance, meaning you can do keto and fasting perfectly, but if you have this going on, you're not going to be able to heal. And that cause is toxicity toxins. Toxicity is a generational epidemic. My mentor, Dr. Pompa said he believes there are three main toxins affecting four generations that are leading to an epidemic, an explosion of chronic disease and obesity. I'm going to get into these three one, three uh, toxins that are super inflammatory. But before I do, I want you to understand this. When toxins enter your body, the body wants to survive. That's the number one priority is survival. So The body does not want toxins to enter your bloodstream, or excuse me, the body does not want toxins to enter your vital organs. So when it enters your bloodstream, it activates the PPARY pathway, and that shuttles those toxins into fat cells. It could either enlarge current fat cells, or it could uh, duplicate or create new fat cells. And those toxins get stored in there. And then you do keto, you do fasting, you start shrinking fat cells and dumping fat into the bloodstream to be burned. Well, guess what? Your body cannot burn toxins. Those toxins are dumped with the fat, so you end up auto-intoxicating yourself, leading to more inflammation. And your body cannot lose the weight because it's trying to survive, and it wants to slow down fat loss because you keep dumping toxins. So your body's doing this to save your life. So going back to my point here, when toxins enter your body, they actually gunk up the insulin receptor sites and other receptor sites like thyroid, which we'll talk about the link between mercury and thyroid, but it creates cellular membrane inflammation. It's the number one cause for cellular membrane inflammation. And you cannot test for cellular membrane inflammation necessarily with a blood test. Blood test is great for looking at 
uh, total inflammation and more systemic inflammation like the C-reactive protein, fibrinogen, homocysteine. Those are great, but there is a specific test that looks at the membrane, and it's a urine test, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but I wanted to plant that seed right now. When there's inflammation around your cells, now these receptor sites are gunked up. Your hormones can't communicate. It's like me having my fingers in my ears. I cannot hear your message. I'm going to be frustrated. You're going to be frustrated. We're not going to be able to get the job done. Toxins are the number one cause of this. So here are the three big ones, and I'm going to deep dive into all three. And then later, I'm going to give you some solutions on how to remove these toxins. Number one is lead. Number two is mercury. And number three is glyphosate. I want to start with some disgusting stats here. And the title of this statement is called From the Womb to the Tomb. The Environmental Working Group, EWG, explained and examined the cord blood of newborns and they found the following. They began life exposed to as many as 287 of the 413 toxic chemicals in the study. 180 chemicals were found to cause cancer. Cancer rates in children have risen 67.1 percent since 1950. According to the Columbia University School of Public Health, 95 percent of cancer is caused by diet and environment. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is Pure lifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. That is so scary. So let's talk about the first one, lead. Our parents and most of us grew up in the lead generation. When you think about lead-based paint, lead uh, gasoline. If you live in a house that was built before 1970, chances are it has lead in there and we breathe that in. And here's how it affects four generations. It affects it in two ways. Number one, lead is inherited in utero from mom to baby. And it's been estimated that this could be spread for four generations. Meaning if you just got rid of lead from our society, 
boom, today, it just vanished. It'll take four generations to breed it out of the world. That's because when mom is pregnant, lead is stored in the bone. And when mom is pregnant and his mom gives birth, that bone, mom loses bone. It's natural. Bone is going into the baby. The baby develops or absorbs the lead and it goes into the, to the baby. And then it's also associated with turning on bad genes. And uh, it also could lead to obesity for up to four generations. And you think about lead, you might think about the water supply, like in, in Flint, Michigan, for example, but it's not just Flint, Michigan. There are some articles here that showed in uh, Pennsylvania, 18 cities, including Pittsburgh, had higher levels of lead than Flint. And then it also was found in the drinking water in California schools. There was a study in Scientific American that shows mother's lead exposure could affect the newborn's brains. Pregnant women exposed to lead had newborns who scored slightly lower on tests measuring reflexes and other skills tied to brain development, according to a new study from China. Lead is also linked to obesity. There was a longitudinal study of chronic lead exposure and physical growth in Boston children, and it showed that the results suggest chronic lead exposure in childhood may result in obesity that persists into adulthood, meaning these individuals could be doing keto and fasting perfectly, but if they have high amounts of lead, their obesity persists, weight loss resistance persists. Lead, gut bacteria, and weight gain. Lead exposure changes the gut microbiota. It increases the chances for obesity. Here's the quote from this study. Quote, early life, exposure to lead causes a long-lasting impact on the gut microbiome. And the change of gut microbiome may partially, con may partially contribute to the increased body weight in adult life. That is the dangers of lead. Let's talk about mercury. This is near and dear to my heart. We live in the mercury generation. We still do. How do you get exposed to mercury? Well, silver amalgam fillings is the number one exposure. Me personally, I had eight silver amalgam fillings in my mouth as a kid, and I had it in for 20 years. I was doing keto perfectly. I was doing fasting perfectly. I was doing CrossFit. I was moving. I was getting good sleep, but I just didn't feel well. I couldn't know. I didn't know why. I had to nap throughout the day. I was getting tired. I had energy fluctuations, hormone issues, and it, I, I discovered over the years after you know working with Dr. Daniel Pompa, Dr. Mindy Peltz, and other amazing individuals that I had silver amalgam fillings in my mouth. So the problem is this. 55% of every silver amalgam filling contains the supertoxin mercury. And that mercury in the tooth is considered organic mercury. And as it's in the mouth every single day, especially even more when you chew on food and drink a hot beverage, that mercury vaporizes from that organic mercury in the tooth and it vaporizes, it crosses the blood-brain barrier and then it gets stored in a part of your brain called the hypothalamus pituitary. It gets stored there as inorganic mercury and it's locked in there for life, creating an upstream interference, upstream stressor. I want to encourage you to do some more research on this. Now, the solution is this. You want to find a holistic biological dentist. I did. I have one here in Miami, Dr. Theodore Herman from Assure Smile. We did two appointments. I got them both out the right way. I supported my downstream detox pathways leading up to the appointment. 
But that's the first step. So if you have it, you got to find the holistic dentist and then remove it the right way. The second step is to actually go and target and start removing the mercury that's now in the brain, which I'll talk about a little bit later how to do that. But mercury has an affinity for the thyroid because mercury disrupts selenium. The conversion of selenium, the use of selenium for the thyroid. Selenium is important for thyroid function. When you have mercury, it blocks that and it disrupts the thyroid. It could lead, lead to hypothyroidism. And also, mercury gets dumped in your gut, leading to leaky gut, SIBO, a whole host of issues. It flares up candida. Candida thrives off of heavy, heavy metals, by the way. But you could do everything downstream like I was doing, but if you don't go upstream, you're not going to get well. It's like this analogy I'm going to give you here of a river that has all of these toxins, it has these dirty fish, and you start cleaning it out. You take a probiotic, you do keto, you do fasting, you eat clean, and you clean out that river, and you feel good short term. And then all of a sudden, weeks or months later, you're gaining the weight back and you don't feel as good. So you, you know, switch to a different fasting schedule, take a different supplement, clean out that river again, if you will, and then you feel better. And then all of a sudden, you don't anymore. And you're wondering why. Well, it turns out you walk upstream, down the river, up the river, you'll see upstream there's a factory dumping mercury, dumping heavy metals in there. And if you have something going on upstream, nothing downstream will work. The brain, the hypothalamus pituitary, where mercury gets stored, it also gets stored in your pineal gland, so it could disrupt your sleep, but the hypothalamus pituitary is the control tower for your thyroid, for your hormones, for your entire body. So if you have mercury up there, it doesn't matter. I, I got to tell you, it doesn't matter how much you do clean keto, how much you do fasting, you're just not going to get to the point that you want to get to. That's one source. You might be thinking, oh, thank God, I don't have silver fillings. I never had silver fillings. Well, it turns out, that mom also, when mom is pregnant and mom gives birth, that could also contribute to mercury in the baby's brain. Before I get to that, let me just share real quick other exposures for mercury. Contact lenses in the 80s and 90s had mercury. Flu, flu shots did and they still do. And also vaccinations. I know that's controversial, but you could go and read the ingredients on these vaccinations and flu shots and a lot of them still contain mercury. There was a study in the prestigious journal called FASIB, which indicates the more amalgam fillings present in your mouth, the more mercury you will have in your organs, including the brain, kidneys, heart, and liver. There was the Drash study by Gustav Drash, who was a medical jurist and a professor of toxicology at the University of Munich. He carried out a new and impressive study which showed that the amount of mercury in aborted embryos and dead infants corresponds to the number of amalgam fillings present in mom. What? So let me rephrase that. The amount of mercury in mom's mouth when she gives birth to the baby is equivalent. The mercury in mom's mouth is equivalent to the mercury that is stored in the baby's brain when the baby is born. Meaning if you never had silver fillings, but your mom did when she gave birth to you, you have mercury. There was a, a study in the Holistic Dentistry News, uh, actually it was called the Tagum study. It, it analyzed the mercury in the cord blood, breast milk, and infant's hair, and it showed that there was mercury found in there. This was in uh, Brazil. There was a study in Brazil. There was a study that showed increased methylmercury toxicity related, it showed a relation, a correlation to the obesity in diabetic mice. 
mercury and visceral fat as well. There was association between blood mercury levels and visceral adiposity in adults. Keep in mind, mercury in the blood is an acute mercury um, poisoning, but it won't necessarily show up in the blood most of the time because chronic cases will not show up in the blood. And then there was a, uh, this is a controversial statement, but I'm going to, I'm going to read it anyways, because I want you to do your research here. This was a study from the uh, 1997 from Hugh Fuddenberg, a medical doctor who, by the way, was the world's leading immunologist and the 13 most, the 13th most quoted biologist of our time with nearly 850 papers in peer reviewed journals. Here's what Hugh said, quote, if an individual has had five consecutive flu shots between 1970 and 1980, the years of the study, his or her chance of developing Alzheimer's disease is 10 times greater than if they had done one, two, or no vaccinations. When they asked why, he said the gradual mercury and aluminum buildup in the brain. So here are the most common symptoms of mercury. I want to know, I want you to see and pay attention to these and see if you have any of these symptoms. Depression, mild fatigue, anxiety, forgetfulness, eyelid twitching, I had a lot of that, digestive issues, I had a lot of that, constipation, diarrhea, frequent bad breath because your gut is destroyed, constant body odor, dizziness, irritability, sensitivity to sound, I had that for years, brain fog, I had that for years, abnormal menses, I didn't have that, (laughs) low body temperature, cold hands and feet, tender teeth, tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears, metallic taste in your mouth, insomnia, nail fungus, unexplained anger, and autoimmune responses. That's a long list, and a lot of people are facing that. The third thing here is glyphosate. It makes it all worse. Glyphosate and mercury makes mercury and aluminum more toxic. Dr. Stephanie Seneff, who is a brilliant MIT researcher, showed that when you have, when you combine glyphosate, pesticides, and herbicides in food, and you already have these heavy metals in your body, especially mercury and aluminum, it actually shoves the mercury deeper inside of the tissues. And then there was another study by Nancy Swanson on the examiner that showed a correlation. Now, not causation, but correlation between when glyphosate was applied back in 1989 and it correlated to the deaths of dementia year by year it, as, as the application of glyphosate in, um, increased the increase of dementia deaths also correlated with it. The bottom line is this. If you want to get well, you have to fix the cell. And we're going to talk about the solution now, now that you understand the dangers of heavy metals. Their answer is detox, right? But detox is in vogue. You go to Whole Foods, you go to the supermarket, you go on Amazon, you see a seven-day cleanse, coffee enemas, blah, blah, blah. Yes, those are beneficial. I am not knocking them. But they're all downstream. They're not getting to the heavy metals that are deep inside your tissues, especially the the brain cells and the hypothalamus pituitary. But first, let me give you some downstream detox tips, which can help for sure. So we have number one, coffee enemas could be terrific. Just make sure you remineralize because you do lose minerals with coffee enemas. PC push is great, a great way to help your liver produce bile. And a lot of those toxins are in the bile and you could use a binder to catch those toxins. So PC stands for phosphatidylcholine. It's a thick fat that you take, which forces the liver, forces you to go poop in the bathroom, and a lot of the toxins are in there. Castor oil packs could be terrific. Cleanses could be great. And block fasting, so three or more days of a water fast. These are all downstream. 
You could also consume more bitters on keto. I always speak about that, like ginger root, dandelion greens, even organic coffee, lemons and limes, radishes, radicchio, basil, thyme, rosemary, apple cider vinegar is terrific. Those are all downstream. They're going to give you some benefit, but it's not until you go upstream and fix the cell, specifically the brain cells, and get those toxins out that you're going to feel well. So here is the solution. I have to tell you this. Most programs out there that do detox don't go upstream. There's only one that does it the right way, and I'm actually blessed to be a part of it, and this is called True Cellular Detox. And I'm going to explain to you how to do detox, how to remove these toxins so your body could heal. So now keto works better, your energy levels are better, your symptoms go away because you remove the upstream source, which are these nasty toxins. I've made the case for heavy metals, now I want to make the case for how to do detox the right way. There is a proper way to do it, and luckily for you, listening to this, hopefully you're listening to this on time (laughs) and not later on in the next few weeks and months, but I'm going to be launching a 90-day detox program where you get to work with me directly, but also my colleague, Dr. Mindy Peltz, my mentor, Dr. Daniel Pampa, and a whole bunch of other detox specialists. I'm going to work with you personally to teach you true cellular detox, and here's how it works. We, for the first 30 days, are going through what's called the prep phase. We are strengthening downstream detox pathways, the liver, the kidneys, the gut, the lymphatic system. We're preparing you for detox. And and then the next month, the next 30 days, is what's called the body phase. Now we start removing toxins from the cellular level, at the cellular level, in the bloodstream. And we create what's called a concentration gradient. That's 30 days. The last 30 days is where the magic happens. It's called the brain phase. Remember I I spoke about the hypothalamus pituitary and how the mercury is stored in there? Now we start using a fat-soluble chelator. We start using different supplements and strategies and detox on and off cycles to start pulling those toxins. And oh my gosh, it reduces your stress bucket. Now the inflammation around your cells start to become reduced and your body heals. I mentioned earlier by the way, that the there is a test that you could test to see your cellular membrane inflammation. This test is more accurate than any blood test. As a matter of fact, it's 50, 50 more times accurate than any blood test at looking at inflammation around your cell membrane. So what we do with this 90-day program, you get three of these tests. On day one, it's a urine test, very easy to do, takes minutes. You're going to take this test and you're, the, the urine you put into a little vial The darker it is, the more inflammation you have. On day 30, we do it again. And then on day 90, we do it again. And what we're going to see when I teach the detox, you're going to see the inflammation reduce. You're going to feel better. And my goal in in these 90 days is to teach you how detox works. And you get to work with not only me, but you get access to what's called the TCD portal, which includes videos from Dr. Mindy Peltz, Dr. Pampa, and others all of the supplements are included. You will receive four. Well, here's what you're going to receive. First of all, during those 90 days, you get four 60-minute Zoom video calls with me and the other members. This is valued at $4,000. You're also going to receive the first 30 days worth of supplements called the prep phase. You're going to receive the next 30 days of supplements called the body phase. And then you're going to receive the supplements for the brain phase and a bottle of Cytodetox, which is one of the best bottles for detox that has small particles that enter your cells and larger particles that sit around your cells collecting 
toxin. So you get all that. You get three of the meta-oxy testing kits to assess your cellular membrane inflammation. And then you get access to a Facebook group, private, and then an access to the TCD portal and all the replays for the coaching calls and any other previous coaching calls we had. Here's the deal. I have nine spots remaining for this 90-day detox program. We're going to cap this at a small group. There's going to be less than 20 people here. Only nine spots remain. If this resonated with you, this episode, and you have determined that, oh, this is something I need, which, by the way, most of you do, I want you to take action. You could learn more about this program. You could see the pricing, and you could register and get your spot secured right now over at www.ketocampdetox.com. That's www.ketocampdetox.com. Remember, remember, camp is spelled with a K. Nine spots left. I would love to show you how to do detox. I would love to teach it to you so you understand it, so you could continue doing it and applying it for the rest of your life. So if you want to work with me, if you want to work with Dr. Daniel Pompa, Dr. Mindy Peltz, and others, ketocampdetox.com is where you would go. I hope this has been valuable for you. If it has, please leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And when you do, take a screenshot, send it over to support at ketocamp.com. With the screenshot, we'll give you a downloadable link for my KetoFlex cookbook, retail at 21 bucks. Also, be sure to follow me on Clubhouse. I'm doing some cool things on there. We talk about keto and fasting and mindset and sleep and even toxicity. So you can find me on Clubhouse, which is a voice messaging app. Uh, my username on there is at TheBenazadi. If you have a cell phone, which you're probably listening to me from your cell phone right now, shoot me a text message. I've been giving out weekly keto tips and fasting tips and also inspiration to those on my contact list. Maybe you have a specific question from today's episode as well. You could text it to me. Here's what I want you to do. Text the word toxicity to my phone number, which is 786-364-5002. Text me the word toxicity so I know you listen to this to 786-364-5002. I really hope you are one of the nine people that will join me. Uh, one of those nine remaining spots. I want to show you how to do this. I'm excited for those who do take action with this. Remember, intellectuals solve problems. Geniuses prevent them. You're a genius. See you over in the TCD program. Head to ketocampdetox.com. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. You'll hear me on the next episode. Love you very much, Keto Camper. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.